0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we feature Betsy Hurwitz-Schwab, and Betsy and I had the opportunity to sit down and speak about the Women's March that is coming up um, on January 21st in Washington, D.C. It is the Women's March on Washington, and their their main unity principle is that they believe that women's rights are human rights, and human rights are women's rights. So um, it's a big deal, and Betsy knows it's a big deal and thinks that everybody should be able to be able to get to the march. So she organized a bus from Western Maryland to Washington D.C. Um, for the march. So I'm going to talk to her a little bit about how that came to be, and there is a current waiting list to get on the bus to go to D.C. And so we'll offer up some different alternatives so that you can. Be able to get there um, safely, and um, and how maybe after this um, historic day in Washington, DC, how maybe we can move forward um, together to uh, enact change in our area and also um, hopefully globally. That's the goal, anyway. So um, it's a really powerful thing to get together and and have your voices heard. So it's it's extremely important, and I'm very lucky to have. To have Betsy um, come back on the podcast and we can we can discuss it a little bit more in depth. So if the name Betsy Schwab sounds familiar to you, it should. She was on a previous episode of Record Tech Listen. And you can find all of our previous episodes on recordtechlisten.com. They're available for you to listen to for free. And uh, while you're looking around, there's a donate button there. If you click on that button, the worst thing that will happen is that you support your local podcast. Speaking of supporting Record Tech Listen, the wonderful people of Leaning Pine Farms have sponsored this episode, and they've been raising 100% pasture-raised beef since 2003. They offer pasture-raised beef packages for your family at wholesale rates. Not looking for the whole cow? That's okay. You can check out Wholesome Harvest in Frostburg on Main Street in Frostburg. They sell individual cuts of Leaning Pine's delicious product. For more information about Leaning Pine Farms, go to their website, leaningpinefarm.com. Dot com. So while you're on our website, you think, wow, this is really great. I can listen to the podcast anywhere I, 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 I want to go. It'll come to my phone or listening device. That's very true. We are available on multiple platforms like Google Play, iTunes, Podcast Republic and Stitcher. So make sure to find us, leave us a review so more people can to get, get to know the, the podcast. We would appreciate that. Um, so without further ado, here is uh, Betsy Hurwitz Schwab talking about the Women's March. Betsy, thanks for coming back. Oh, you're welcome, Lyd. My pleasure. Well, I actually came to you this time. That's true. Because you um, are organizing a bus trip for the Women's March on January 21st. Correct. So you had a little bit of press, you were in the local paper. Well, I was in on the online, I didn't see it in the print version. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you're in the tech version of our local paper then. Correct. Okay. So um, for people that are unfamiliar with what the Women's March is, what, what is it? And then, uh, and why do you think it's important?
1: Well, the Women's March on Washington was actually conceived of by a woman in Hawaii the day after the election. Okay. Um, when she heard the results, she became very upset. And she kind of put out on her Facebook page... Well, maybe we should do something like March on Washington. Yeah. When she went to bed, after posting that, when she went to bed, she had something like 40 likes on it. Mm -hmm. When she woke up in the morning, she had 10,000 likes. Wow. Um, And then it grew from there. Okay. And uh, it actually became a, a bona fide activity with professional organizers who've done this kind of thing um, across the gamut of women, uh, a Muslim woman, a Latina woman, um, a white woman, pe- women who are involved in many different things. And they've organized this large march the day after the inauguration so in it's Washington. the 21st, which is a Saturday.
0: Correct. It's
1: really... It happened quickly. It did happen quickly. Um, so she put it out the day after the election, which was November. And I actually put out, I saw it come across my Facebook feed and I checked this on November 14th. I put something out on my Facebook feed and said, oh, anybody interested in going? Yeah. And I had such a positive response. I took on and said, okay, well, I'll see if I can get a bus. Well, little did I know I have a large bus, Mm -hmm. a full-size bus, charter bus. I have 50 people on that bus it holds 55, but I wanted to leave some extra space because we're going to take coolers and signs, and right. so we needed space to store things. Um, so I have 50 people on the bus. I have a waiting list of about 20, um, and probably 10 people who were on the list initially but had to get off for various reasons. Sure. So the response has been amazing. Um, and still, since that the article came out online... Pretty much every day, I've had at least two or three people uh, message me and say, "Is there still space? Can I get on the bus?" Right. So there's a there is a large interest in this community.
0: Well, that that's excellent to hear. Considering we're a rural community and a red community, a red community, yes, yes, yes. we uh, we are that very conservative here. Well, some people are very conservative here, um, but they have online. It's um, womensmarch.com. People can go to the website and you can find uh, buses in your area that you maybe could still get on. Unfortunately, the Western Maryland bus is pretty full, right? Um, but there are people carpooling and I, I think there's probably... Um, ways that you can still get down to DC.
1: And I think there are a lot of people who are going down on their own because I've talked to a number of people who've asked me about the bus but have said, well, I have friends who are going to get a hotel room. I have, you know, friends who live there. I have family coming in and they've already arranged. So, there are going to be a lot of people there. Yeah.
0: If I heard one story of a local woman whose sisters live close to D.C. and they're all meeting and they're going together. Yes. Which I think is really cool. And and you can also take, like, the train into D.C. Um, or you know. There, but the, if you don't
1: have your tickets yet, like if you take the Mark or the yeah. Amtrak, if you don't have your tickets yet, you may not be able to get them. Right. Because I think a lot of those tickets are already sold out. So there's going to be a lot of people. Yes, there are going to be a lot of people. The um, – In the Washington Post the other day, it showed that there are 200 buses that are registered to park at RFK for the inauguration on the 20th. -hmm. There are 1,200 buses registered to park at RFK on the 21st, the day of the march.
0: That's incredible. I think it's really great. And if you can't make it to D.C., there are these things called sister marches. Correct. And as of right now, there's 281, and they're worldwide. So this is not just a U.S. movement. I feel like it's a worldwide movement.
1: Uh, yes, it is, definitely. Um,
0: and it's important.
1: Very important. Yeah. Very important.
0: Um, so if you can't participate uh, in D.C., you can participate in sister marches, and they're encouraging people to use social media to um, show why they're marching and what they're standing for and why it's important. So make sure you check out all of those so you can participate, even if you can't be there. Yes. And and the one of
1: the important things will be what you're going to do after the march. Yes. And what kind of action are you going to take, not just to protest on mm-hmm. the day of, but what will you do going forward after that in order to change things?
0: Right. And, and a lot of uh, local women have expressed such great interest in going to the march and look at this as an opportunity um, or an excellent jumping off point. Um, after the march, especially to collect their thoughts and organize, and how they, as a, as you, as a group, can elicit change in a in a positive way. Yes, um, overwhelming, especially since women are are really underrepresented in all aspects of lawmaking, um, especially in Western Maryland. Yes, yes, especially um, how you can enact change in that way or draw attention to. Um, issues that need to be heard.
1: Yeah. And, and what, how do you go about making change? Right. And, and what can you do? How do you do it? What makes a significant change? So we, we've got to learn to how to do those things so that we can make a change. Right.
0: And I think a lot of it is relearning a lot of things because, um, before when people would protest like the march on washington and things like that you know people were really organized and had a direct plan and i think we've gotten more complacent as the years go on saying like oh that we it won't happen you know and now it's happening so we've got to be more, much more vigilant i think than we have been in the past much much more vigilant
1: or and organized yes. on what we plan to do and yeah. how we plan to go about doing it
0: and i think also you can't just put I mean, a post on Facebook actually initiated this whole thing, but you can't just like a post and you can't just share a post or retweet or whatever. You actually have to, um, invest some time, some legit time into doing things to make change. Exactly. Um, so I think that that's going to be a huge push and I think younger generations need to realize that you need to be, you need to show up and you need to be active.
1: And it's crucial that the younger generation get involved. Yeah. Because without them, um, it won't – there's nothing to sustain it.
0: Right. Um,
1: you know, if if the same women – I mean, I marched in the ERA March in 1978.
0: What's the ERA March for people who don't know?
1: Uh, the Equal Rights Amendment and passage of the Equal Rights Amendment. Right. Allowing women to have equal rights in pay and jobs and – which – I mean, it was passed, but it not not that not, it's done right. what it needed to do. Right. Um, but I mean, that was a long time ago. So mm-hmm. there, there are many people who've been involved in those activities in the '60s and '70s. But unless the women of today, the young women of today, pick up the ball and run with it, yeah, nothing will change. Yeah,
0: I agree. So I mean, I mean, I was lucky enough to be raised, and I know a lot of my friends with really strong women. Role models, you yes. being one of them, my mother, and then also previous generations like my grandmother who was 98 and said to me, i never forget this. She's like, you don't want to be the – she said, like, don't be the nurse, be the doctor. Uh-huh. So I just – I think if you have that inspiration, you have to make sure that history isn't lost of like how little we've come really in the whole scheme of things. Um Well, and what progress we've made
1: yeah, is – is threatening to be eroded by this administration.
0: Yes, yeah, it's scary to think that services that should just be a right in general, like healthcare for everybody, should be a, a general right regardless. Yes, but especially if you're a woman who have been sort of marginalized and saying, "Oh, like, you know, your health is kind. It's sort of okay. It's sort of important, but it's not as important." Or more
1: more likely it's, oh, it's all in your head. Don't worry about it. Right. You're okay.
0: It's just anxiety. Take a nerve pill.
1: Right. Or yeah. it's just your time of the month. So, right. you know, you'll be fine after that's over.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, um, I will say this. Younger women are much more actively talking about reproductive rights and being very like, no, this is not right. I think we're way more outspoken maybe than previous generations, because it was still like a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the taboos are starting to go away with it because it's a normal process. Um, but I, it's, a, again, getting involved and then making sure that what you find important, other people also find important, so you're not alone in this sort of battle of right. wills. Right. So. And this coming administration wants to
1: do away with, Funding for birth control, for yeah. um, pre-existing condition tests, for um, and things like that. yeah, and and for education on healthy lifestyles. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 incredible to me that they want to do away with birth control, but they want to do away with abortion. You know, if you allow and make birth control readily available, there won't be as many abortions. They've shown that there are less abortions because birth control has been readily available. Of course, Viagra is covered by insurance.
0: No question asked, Uh but not birth control. So, I mean, healthcare is a perfect example of where it just doesn't make any sense at all. To the point where people think that it's a, a propaganda machine, I think, is a big problem. And getting information out there that's actually true and accurate is difficult yes, to find. it and, is. Um, like we said before, if you isolate yourself and only have what you want to hear, it's not necessarily a good thing because you miss out on what other people are saying. And, and to have the ability to sit down with somebody um, that has different opinions than you and still like them as a person and maybe learn something um, just a little bit different um, from a different viewpoint is really important.
1: It's very important because
0: you you could come to the table with your ideology. It's just you have to kind of find a happy medium, and it's respect.
1: Exactly, respect is a key word. Yeah. a key word.
0: Which brings us to why this march is so important. There are, if you can't go, that's okay, but you can get involved. You can get involved before the
1: march, but I think the more important thing is going to be after. getting involved afterwards yeah. and hooking up with other people who are taking action in some way. And I think, I don't know that everybody knows how they're going to take action after this. I think that after the march, it's going to be important to get people together and, and make a plan for yeah. how do you take action and what kind of action do you take.
0: That's good. So after the march, we're going to reconvene, you and I, and we're going to discuss, um, hopefully, the plan that you came up with on the bus ride back from the march. So when we were talking earlier, um, we were discussing some, some organizations to support, and one of them is uh, Planned Parenthood, which does cancer screening for women, um, counseling for women. Provides birth control. Provides birth control, and um, it's just an overall really important thing. It's a safe space for women. Right. And I think a lot of people overlook that. Like if you're in crisis in some way, you can go Planned Parenthood and they're going to be able to help you. Yes, that's correct. So that's of course, an- we don't
1: have Planned Parenthood here in Allegheny no, County, but in many areas it's available.
0: Right. So do we have anything that's the equivalent of a Planned Parenthood here? Is that just be the health department? Well, Tri-State
1: Community Health has... Yeah. Um, A women's health group. Okay. Um, I'm not familiar enough with them to know of all their services. Okay. But I do know that they do some women's health. So that might be an area.
0: Good. Um, And then locally we have FCRC, Family Crisis Resource Center, which deals with domestic violence, which is good. And then... uh... We
1: have um, HRDC, which has a program called Laura's Anchor, which is a women's shelter. Okay. Um, They also have a lot of programs um, to and to engage people, to teach them. There's also the Bridges to Opportunity Program, which is a huge local program, which is trying to bring people from poverty to independence. That's awesome. And there are several classes. Uh, there are classes that go on. Um, there are 16-week classes. They teach people things like um, how to manage a checkbook, how to budget. Wow. Uh, how to buy groceries, Um, and this program is – it's actually begun as a national program, and we have the local uh, bridges, which um, is run by the hospital, by Nancy Forlifer. Okay. Um, And – if you're interested, you can get in touch with her at the health system.
0: Okay. Well, we'll put a link on the website if people want to get involved with that. That sounds like a great opportunity.
1: It's a great opportunity. It's an amazing program that's been instituted, and I think it's doing some really wonderful things.
0: Um, volunteering is also an excellent way to give back. Yes. So it's one thing to maybe take a photo in front of an organization and say, I support this. Um, but really doing it is 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 part of it. So volunteering your time, finding something and it, and it might be something that you think that you want to be involved in. You volunteer for a little bit and if it's not a perfect fit, that's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not just
1: money that, that people need. It's volunteer time. time. Yeah. Um, and you know, even if it's just, uh, filing or, you know, doing something like that, it it helps the people who are actually providing the services, helps them free up their time so that they can actually provide the services. Right.
0: And it's, it's very important. It's important work across the board. Yes. Um, protesting, (laughs) (laughs) um, standing up for yourself and then organizing and then, and giving back, I think is all an important part of just being an active participant in society in a positive way. Yeah.
1: Very good summary. That's great.
0: Thanks. Um, so I guess I should ask you why you are marching
1: because I'm a strong advocate for women. Um, but one of the things that I thought about, um, you know, there are a lot of groups that have come forward and, you know, they're marching for this group or they're marching for that group. But one of the things I was thinking about is, um, that I, I could say that I want to march for rural women whose basic services such as healthcare, education, groceries even, maybe 10, 20, 50 miles away, and they're unable to, to access these resources because either they don't have a vehicle and there's no public transportation. Right. So that affects women in our area. Yeah, especially
0: um, older women. Yes. Um, and I know this to be true. With my patient population, it's very difficult for them to come in. They have to organize rides. There's not an independent way for them to get around. And I know that, that it's tough because they're, they, they are strong women. Like rural women, I think, are pretty strong. They have to deal with a lot of stuff that...
1: They have to be very independent. Yeah, and, you have to be. S- and self-dependent. Yeah. Because if you live in an area where things are not near you, you have to do things for yourself. Right.
0: And I, and I think that when you get to a certain age and you have lived in a rural area your whole entire life and you don't have the ability to get in your car and go wherever you want to go, that is devastating on yes, so many levels. Um, as far as health, and you don't want to be a bother. I hear that a lot. I don't want to be a bother. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you're not being a bother. You're taking care of yourself. That's important. So I, I think that's an excellent reason to march. And thank you for being a huge advocate for women and organizing this whole thing and encouraging young people to get involved.
1: Yeah, our actually our bus riders are range in age from I think nine. Nice to maybe 75. Great. Yeah, so we have a real um age range in our we have in our good group. Good cross section of yes. of
0: people. Yes. Okay. Well, Betsy, I look forward to talking to you again and I want to hear all about the experience in DC and thank you very much for coming back. Well, thank you, Lydia. For more information on what you've heard on today's show. Make sure to check out our website and that is recordtalklisten.com. We'll have direct links for all the information you might need regarding today's episode. While you're there, look around. We um, we love our sponsors. And if you want to be a sponsor, you have a business um, uh, that you want to get the word out, let us know. We can make that dream come true for you. Send us an email. It's recordtalklisten at gmail.com. We're also on social media. We're at... RTL Pod on Twitter or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash record talk listen. And um, you know, an old-fashioned email, like I said, always gets through to us. So make sure to contact us. If you, the listener, have something you would like to come on and say, um, maybe have suggestions for us. We always love to hear from our listeners giving us leads on different people they would find interesting to hear. So we want to hear from you. Maybe we can improve on something. We need to know. So just get in contact with us any way that you see fit. So we'd love to hear from you. I would be remiss to not mention the fact that our Relish Pod, our cooking sister podcast, is doing extremely well. And um, they have YouTube videos. They're on Instagram at at RelishPod. And they're on Twitter at RelishPod. You can see what they're cooking. And it's, it's a fantastic, fun podcast. And their most recent episode featured... Um, a little overview of all the wonderful businesses in Frostburg, Maryland and their most recent visit from the small business revolution. So I highly suggest you check it out. And uh, for more information on them, you can find that on their website and that's relishpod.com. Well, this has been another episode of record, talk, listen, where I hit record people talk and hopefully you listen until next time. Thank you so much.